Hi, and welcome to Our Hood with your hosts, Jesse and Jinx. Our goal is to create a space of belonging and a community full of love and support because every human longs and deserves a home in this life. Take it away, Jess. <laughs> we forgot how to do this. Oh, we what did. What do we say? Hello, and yes, welcome to our head with your host, Jesse. And Jinx. And today we're going to be just uh, catching up, or as Jinx says it, catch up? Catch up, yeah. Catching up? Hashtag catch up. So this is like an inside joke we always use with our fantasy football buddies. A lot of people will come in, like, this chat goes on. I mean, we'll have like hundreds of messages a day potentially. And so people will hop on there and they'll say something that like we already talked about or whatever. And so we'll do hashtag ketchup. And so I just figured this was a perfect little opportunity for ketchup, catch up since uh, we've been away for so long. Yeah. No, I'm totally here for it. Yeah. So I think uh, really we just kind of wanted to talk about, God, what's made us so busy. And then, uh, you know, some cool things like during that time that we've learned and and even, you know, what we're kind of hoping to do in the future. Maybe what yeah. we've talked about, some of the, the new forms of podcasting that we've talked about. Yeah, let's go for it. Yeah. So I think one of the reasons, the main reason we haven't really been podcasting is I decided to, like, take a long-ass hiatus Smart. to Tucson. Yeah. <laughs> um, just because my job lets me work remotely. And so I was like, let's take advantage of this and figure out if this is actually a lifestyle yeah. I want to live. And it ended up going super great, and so I'm going to go for it. Um, Glad you are. I think the main reason it went so well, though, um, is just because Tucson is so warm this time of year, Mm. and Utah is so cold, and suffering from like (laughs) regular depression, and then seasonal depression coming in, it definitely changed the game up. Like I'm coming into mid-November, probably happier than any November I've hadn't my whole life. That's great. Because I've only ever lived in Idaho and Utah. Yeah. So mental health was like the key thing of Tucson. So, which so is what so like good. what what sparked this initial like where'd that kind of idea come from that like, hey, I'm gonna go give this a shot, gonna try this out. Um it's actually like one of the main reasons I got into software engineering in the first place. Oh cool. Was this lifestyle. Nice. I wanted to within like five years of having a software job, get a remote software job and then just live all over the world because um, one of my favorite historians' quotes is um, history is just like going to a foreign country. Uh. And so that really changed my perspective on, one, history because, like, I think we look back on history and we're like, oh, my gosh, they're so dumb. Like, no, they they had the exact same brain development as we had today. And so it's like maybe I can actually learn history not by, like, researching it, but by living it through different countries and through yeah. different cultures. And so that's actually one of the main reasons I wanted to travel. It's yeah, just cool. like the reverse of that quote. Yeah, I was telling you beforehand that we had considered that too kind of after my first Burning Man spiritual yeah. revival. And it was kind of like, what am I doing? Like, what is this world? <laughs> you know, like there's so much out there than just working and money and and all this stuff, and like I, I mean, it, we really deeply looked into it. We really like we were considering basically doing similar to what you're you've told me you're doing, which is kind of like the one month go. Then I think this next one you talked about, which I'll let you elaborate yeah. on, was kind of two <laughs> months, and then and then like you know just 
space out from there. We had talked about doing like a Christmas break, maybe like a three weeks mm-hmm. somewhere. And then if it worked well that next summer, basically doing the full summer and then deciding at that point, okay, is this something that like, is this a lifestyle we want to try and, and live? What I didn't realize at that time was I had built a lifestyle based around like crazy working and money. Mm-hmm. And obviously when I stopped being crazy about my work and money <laughs> that the money situation really changed. Right. And I was like, yeah. Oh wow, maybe I can't afford to, to drag my family all around the world. But, um, you know, I did have like an internet job at that time, internet marketing. And so it was cool. I like, I like that, you know, it's kind of a reason you went into that in the first place. Yeah. It's hard to have that balance between the two of like, I want to make enough money to travel, but I want to travel. So I like <laughs> can escape from the worldly means yeah. and materialism. And yet at the same time. But you yeah. have to have the money in order <laughs> yeah. to travel. It's definitely yeah. this lifestyle. I'm not going to lie. is probably a very privileged ability to have. Like not everyone can just pick up. And have a job that just like lets them at, go wherever. At the whenever. same time, like I know you've worked your ass off to, yeah. like, especially like going to the school you went and and different stuff. Like I know you worked your ass off, and even in you've talked to me about the application process you went through when you were looking for jobs, right? That would yeah. would give you that kind of flexibility. And I know like all the work and everything you put into that. And so I don't want you to shortchange yourself. In no, terms definitely. Of, in terms I, of feeling <laughs> privileged, because you you've kicked some serious I, ass. I would say it's definitely a privilege, but I definitely think. Once I set my mind to that goal, like yeah. I'm going to get this in five years, the fact that I got it within two and a half years of starting a software yeah. engineering job blows my mind because I thought it would take me at least five. And I, I think that also goes to how hard I worked in order to like learn the code as fast as I did, like yeah. all those things. So um, yeah, my plan is basically I wanted to see if my cat could come with me because I love my cat. Um, and I wanted to see if I actually enjoyed it or if it was going to be too much of a... yeah like turnover and chaos for it to actually be enjoyable. So sorry, that's okay. <laughs> Get hydrated. I needed a drink. <laughs> um, so I was like, I'm just going to do a month and a half in Tucson. Since I have some friends down there and it's warm weather. So like it's the perfect time of year. We'll see how that goes. And then after that, I'll like reassess. Yeah. I'll come back, make sure this is actually what I want to do. Cause I try really hard not to be impulsive yeah. with ADHD. Cause I, Tend to be very impulsive. <laughs> so this is like my impulsive unimpulsiveness. Smart. <laughs> um, and after doing a month and a half, I loved it so much. It made me so happy. Um, it was just the type of break I needed from the Utah culture. Yep. And also weather and lots of other things. Um, so come January, I'm going to go for from the very beginning of January to the very end of March. So about three months. And then I think, I don't know my next stop from there, but I'm thinking it's either going to be Washington State or um, something like Oregon Coast. Yeah. Um, and then Beautiful after that. Beautiful area. Yeah. yeah. And then go to like to New Mexico or Mexico or Texas. Basically, for the next year, I really do plan on traveling with the weather. Like when it's warm, <laughs> sunny, bright, yeah. not too hot, like nothing above 90. Yeah. That's the state I'm going to go to. That's great. Um, and then at some point, Utah's right in that beautiful range. And I'll come back to Utah maybe for like a month or two, see some friends. Yep. But I don't plan on coming back to Utah too often. I'd rather travel and explore you'll say that until you get out there and then you'll <laughs> want to come back to Utah I do love my friends way yeah. too much that's the one thing that is this weird 
like balance between the two of like, I want this lifestyle so bad, but I love my friends and I love the community and the belonging that I've worked so hard to achieve um, with like building friendships and investing a lot into people. And I've invested so much into people here in Utah. That's really hard to let go of. Yeah. So did you find like uh, making friends down there? Did you like, I did. I made a few really good friends. Um, so I'm excited to go back to that and nourish more of those friendships. Um, and I had a friend down there already who, uh, I hadn't seen in quite a few years. And so it was nice to like reinvest in that friendship that I didn't have the previous ability to invest as much time into. So what were some of the like, you know, pros and cons of oh. uh, being down there for that six weeks? Pros would be the culture shock in such a positive way. Mm. Like I was going on dates and it there was no like weird dance around, oh, you're not having a drink, but it says on your profile you're Mormon. <laughs> like, like you were with BYU, so like... There was yeah. no political, <laughs> religious statement yeah. on drinking, wow, and that was yeah, how a interesting. relief. I hadn't even considered something like that. <laughs> I, I mean, didn't not either. in the dating pools. I didn't think about that <laughs> uh, coming up. Um, making friends was not like this weird... I just feel like in Utah, there's this weird dance of like, hmm. oh, if they're too yeah. Mormon, then like you can't like it's hard to be friends with sure. them. It gets really political really fast here because of the religion. Yeah, and you're either in and you're in on all of the things that the Mormon culture teaches or you're out and you're out on all of the things. Yeah, and we, it's very extreme. There's no middle ground. Yeah. We have that in some weird way around like polyamory or like open relationship is like, we've had so many people that we found out they're like, Oh, well, I don't want to date them. And it's like, well, we're not trying to date everyone. I promise you, you know, it's like, yeah. <laughs> and so it's like, sometimes we get this like, it can be difficult to have to make cool new friendships because there's this weird like stigma around something that's not even a reality or something, right? And so Yeah, that makes me think <laughs> of know. like when um I have friends who are gay and they talk about like other guys are like, Oh, I could never live with a gay roommate because like what if they're attracted to me? And they're like, um, do you have a type <laughs> of girl you like? Yeah. Would you, are you gonna date every girl you live with? No, yeah, that that's yeah. how dudes are. I Very feel like true. it's the same way with polyamory. Yeah, it is the same way. You can be guy friends and Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's fine. Yeah, you can be yeah. polyamorous and have swinger friends that are not swinging with you. Yeah. You know? Exactly. Um, that's really interesting that like your culture has that same like dynamic Utah <laughs> yeah. has that. so that was it's a strange. total yeah. pro yeah that's cool um cons were probably not having like a an emotional safety net so like there were some mm. days that were like really hard where like i got done with work and i just wanted to like be held by somebody mm-hmm. um and our friend group is so loving and so supportive that like I Very could call loving. up anybody yeah. and have a good cry and now I'm like isolated and I want a good cry and there's no one to do it with and so it was like you have to like self-soothe you have to yeah. figure this out all on your own and um I think that was probably the biggest con was like on the hard days on the days that I just wanted to like have a deep conversation with somebody in person feel their body language like breathe the same air, look at the same sky and like talk about deep shit that those humans that I have that connection with weren't around. Sure. And a phone call is not the same. A Zoom call is not the same. 
that was definitely the biggest. Marco Polo's um, all right. <laughs> we haven't been Marco Poloing yeah. for like a year okay, now. When you're in Tucson next time, I expect some Marco Polo. Okay, you have to do we it. We haven't too. had to Marco Polo. We clo- we've been close. I know. I know. Yeah, yeah. We'll do it once I'm in Tucson. Okay. But that definitely, I think that was the biggest con for me. Yeah, for sure. So now, what's been going on with you? Let me let me ask you one okay. more one more thing. <laughs> you know, I don't love talking about myself. No, I I love it. Um, <laughs> and and you you sparked it earlier with. You kind of talked about have this um, like almost like a mental health, which has been kind of like my last few months mm-hmm. as well. But kind of just wanted to ask like what what you noticed that that did for your mental health. Um, honestly, only positive things. Um, and I was really worried because I have definitely struggled to make friends in the past and yeah. keep friends. And so going to Tucson, even for the month and a half, I was like, what if I just lose all the friends I just made? Because, mm. like, I'm not investing in those relationships anymore. Sure. I was so scared that I'd come back at, like, not ground zero, but, like, pretty close in yeah. a way. And I wouldn't have any, basically, that I was, like, throwing my emotional support system out the window. Um, and friendships out the window. And, like, all the things that made my mental health so stable here. Mm-hmm. Um, I was so scared of losing. Then I go to Tucson and I don't make the most amazing friends, but they're good. Like yeah. they're people that I want to go back to and like get to know way better. Um, but the change of pace of I didn't have to emotionally divulge myself mm. constantly because yeah. of that Mormon non Mormon dynamic. Yep. I didn't have to dive that deep all the time. It was warm weather. And then on those nights that I did just want a good cry and I did just want friends and I did just want so I did just want someone there who understood me, who I had that connection with, and I didn't have it. Yeah. I had to like dig deep and yeah. figure out how to like manage, and I didn't have any of my regular coping yeah. skills. Like usually, I'll take a bath. The place I had didn't have a bathtub. I had to like, and it's Tucson, and I'm <laughs> very conservative with water because it's a <laughs> desert. So I'm like, I can't even take a long shower. Like, That's funny. so. I had to learn new coping skills. Yeah. I went climbing a lot more. Cool. All by myself. I went longboarding <laughs> a lot more. I did a lot more solo things and was able to like self-soothe. And that was actually really empowering to realize that like while friends are an awesome coping skill, the social coping skill is something I've massively developed. The other ones I've used, but I haven't developed to being as such strong skills. And now... I have a little bit more under my belt. Nice. You know, I'm just diversifying that. And so I can yeah. only say good about mental health and coming yeah. back. That's kind of what I was going to bring up about that part of like having to self-soothe, right? Like having to find even different coping skills and different mechanisms of that and, and just, you know, kind of become more, even more reliant on yourself, right? Like to, to work yourself through things. I mean, it's always beautiful and wonderful to have, people around that you can talk to and, and open up to in those ways and, and feel their love and that comfort that you get. And, and you know, at the same time, like, I mean, we don't always have that in life. Right. And so yeah. your ability to go, go there and, you know, even create a deeper sense of self self soothing skills is great. Yeah. And I didn't, I honestly didn't expect that to be what would come out of it. Cause I was like, I still have my Utah safety net back home. Just in case it's like, it turns into just a in total crapshoot. <laughs> and when it didn't, and I just had to figure it out. It was it was very comforting to know that like I am a lot stronger than I think I am and I should really just like let go and let go and live let live. Yeah. You know? 
So proud of you. <laughs> thanks. Good job. I know you struggled a lot with like the last couple of months with work being so crazy yeah. and just like mental health in general because we both struggle yep. with that. So tell me more about like what's been going on with you. Yeah. So you mentioned like your ADD earlier, and yeah. uh, for me, like I'm I'm I have more of like bipolar. Mm-hmm. And so I do. I definitely like recognize I go through higher swings, like bigger swings up and down, and and you know not totally unexpected. Like coming into uh, this current uh, position I'm at, and just you know being filled with so much excitement and so much everything. Like not totally unexpected for me to like end up having some moments of of stress and down and, and yeah. all of that kind of stuff. And but they're harder for me to recognize in the moment. I can look back in my past and kind of see my swings of up and down. And, mm-hmm. and yet, you know, I just kind of, I just recognize like I, funny enough, Letty, I went out to lunch with Letty. So Letty's uh, started doing like some contract work for us in terms of uh, I've noticed us, some stuff on Instagram. I still yeah, try and keep up with you helping guys. Helping <laughs> us uh, like open some of our new locations. Um, and, you know, we're opening, I think, 30 in the next year. And so, yeah, it's crazy, right? So, uh, I mean, that's part of the stress, and it's a wonderful stress that I enjoy, and yet is is crazy and and difficult at the same time. And and so, we went out to lunch together one day, and she asked me, like, "Are you happy?" And you know, I I immediately kind of responded to her, like, "Of course, like, uh, you know, it's just like it's crazy, it's whatever, you know." And and yet, that stuck with me because like I could feel that instant trigger of mm-hmm. like, wow, like maybe. You know, I, I felt like my response wasn't necessarily like truly authentic. Um, like, yes, I had been experiencing some some really hard times, you know, I mean, like managing managing the books and managing new investors and managing so much for this company is certainly like, I mean, even more difficult in a lot of ways than like when I ran my own company, you know. Yeah. Um, and so doing it for other owners has been, you know, that's always been something that's been strange for me, just kind of like learning to adapt and, and having it be different and, and uh, just kind of getting used to that. I mean, kind of like pushing that ego aside a little bit because that was something I recognized when I started here was like, wow, that kind of ego hit of being the boss and now not necessarily being the boss, right? And, and so, you know, just kind of been working through those. And, and what I did realize is, damn, like I, I haven't been laughing as much. I haven't been even like smiling as much, you know, it's just kind of like I just allowed the the weight of everything to kind of land on me. And I just, you know, I mentioned this to you before we started of just, you know, how do I, you know, I've, I had a boss owner mentality for, for 12 years. And so, you know, how can I move to, you know, an employee type role, but, but still like, how do I kind of (laughs) maintain that employee mindset? But I almost don't like to, you know, like my whole life, I would, I've always would rather take on stress myself over other people. And that's that's just like one of my traumas, one of my things that I grew up learning to do, given responsibility super young by my father, like, you know, 13, 14, handling all our, you know, all the finances of the family. Um, and so it's just been one thing that I've, I've learned to do, and maybe it's not necessarily the best thing to do, but at the same time, I feel like it's pretty cool. Like, I'd rather always take on something as opposed to to having other people feel the weight. And so, you know, naturally I brought that in into this position too and and feel that weight of, you know, what an owner feels like when you have, you know, 40 HQ employees and you have 900 other employees at, uh, across your different locations. And, you know, it's like it, it's been difficult to kind of walk through that process and and, you know, kind of like shift that mindset a little bit to it. 
And so I just like over time just naturally realized like, man, I was kind of getting in this rut, you know, like that, that she, another thing she told me, which it wasn't as much of a trigger, but she had said, I feel like you're spiritually wound down. Like it's not, you know, because I really was pumping spirituality and everything the last few years, you know, mm-hmm. had a massive kind of spiritual awakening, Kundalini awakening, like all these kind of different things. And, and so, yeah, in, in some way I do feel maybe powered down on my external spirituality, maybe kind of like what I give and show to other people. But I feel like internally I still kind of hold and maintain that. But I think I've just gotten used to maybe like conserving my energy, I guess is the best way I can say yeah. it. Realizing like what I need to, you know, kind of perform. Um, Justin, my buddy who works there, one of my besties, he uh, has been going to this workshop. I think it's called Principles Over People. And they kind of talk about like, okay, you have this gold, which is like you, right? This is like your your essence. And you really have no problem kind of giving away this gold to different people because you do realize that you do have a lot of relationships where that gold comes back to you, right? Mm-hmm. It's like you receive that in the nurturing. You receive yeah. that in all these other, in the love from your friends, all these different things. But when you are so used to giving that gold, you don't necessarily think, you don't have that process in your head of like, do I give this to this person? Do I not give it to this person, right? You're just used to the giving of that gold. And then sometimes you find yourself in the state where you've given all your gold away and you're suddenly like depleted. Mm -hmm. And so like that's very much how I kind of look at, you know, my spirituality, my energy, different things was I had to become more conscious of my own energy of these kind of things so that I always had enough to kind of be able to go through my day, go through my month, go through my year. <clears throat> but, you know, heard that trigger of, are you happy? Did bring up enough for me that I really started like questioning it, you know, like my October was nuts. I mean, like from a CFO standpoint, like, I mean, worst, worst month I've ever had in terms of like my mental, oh. mental everything. It was the first month we were doing like quarterly, uh, reports and everything. We'd switch from monthly. We had done quarterly. And so it was like I had twice the work to get done. I had to do all the normal stuff and then run everything on the quarter too. Um, on top of like all the other responsibilities I'd had and I'd been given. And and I love it. I love, you know, taking on new things. I love taking on new roles, uh, helping in all ways. Uh, and I really cherish like being that person for, for my owners. Uh, they're fucking incredible people. And yeah, at the same time, you know, it's just kind of, again, it's just more and more weight. And so, um, you is know, is it I, always, sorry, for no, please, please is do. It, is it always heavy weight? Cause like, it sounds like, I wonder, maybe I'm wrong, but it sounds like you cherish it so much. You cherish having people like rely sure. on you. So like, when does that, like, when does the workout, right? Like, I get yep. an endorphin off of like squatting. Sure. When does that squat, the weight on the squat, <laughs> yeah. end up being like, yeah. why the f am I here? Well, and, you, and, you, and now you start right getting now. like injuries from the squat yeah. because you've added too many plates, right? So, do you recognize when it goes from like the endorphins of the workout or the endorphins of the weight being put on you? Of like, this is like, this is what I cherish. This is what I love. This is where I'm at. And then it's like, no, now I'm breaking. Now this well, is too much weight. And that's, I'm not ready for that's that. That's where I'm really grateful for that trigger, right? Mm-hmm. Like to me, it was like the universe popped her right in front of me to, to have lunch and, and to be asked that question and to, to have me respond but, but feel that and, and be like, oh, wow, am I being authentic? Am I, am I actually happy, right? And so like I was, I mean, I had that thought. I was just like, dude, if I had 
three or four months of this in a row, like, no, like not for me. Right. Like I'm having that thought then. Like if, if I have three or four of these months of October in a row, like can't happen. Right. Um, you know, over time I, I'd even told them in October, I was like, guys, I'm tapped. Like I'm, I can't, I cannot take on anything else. Right. But it didn't stop small things from coming on, but it stopped kind of like major new projects or, Mm -hmm. or different things from, from coming on my load. And, and for months, we'd kind of been looking for, for help for me, like bringing in a couple more people into my department um, that uh, could work for me and help me out in there. And so, you know, again, throughout all this time, it was like none of those kind of things have materialized. Hadn't really found anyone yet. Um, you know, that weight was starting to get heavier. Uh, thankfully, we had EDC, which was great. That was kind of like a really nice break for me. That was like the 22nd to the 24th or something of October. But that also made, I was like, fuck, I got to get everything done before I leave for EDC because I'm going to be totally offline for four days. So that made that stress a little greater, kind of leading up to that moment to go. But again, had that stress relief. Um, I love having a support like Justin in the office. Like he's kind of, you know, he's our chief talent officer. Just, I mean, I've, I talk to him so many times, personal stuff, business stuff. You know, it's like, it's beautiful for me to have someone like that that I can talk to and open up to. And and I acknowledge this to him. I spoke to him about this trigger and about different things and about maybe not feeling as happy, not feeling this. And and he just kind of gave me some, hey, here's what I think you should do with this. Here's what I think you should do with this. And And so, you know, what that trigger did was really make me acknowledge, like, I hadn't acknowledged this myself, right? It was like I hadn't, I wasn't able to see that this weight was breaking me, that it, that it mm-hmm. wasn't just giving me uh, that endorphin rush, right? It was, uh, and, you know, thankfully, Universe, again, sent her in, got me to recognize it, got me to start thinking about it more, um, had some beautiful conversations around it. Again, perfect timing of EDC, being able to break break entirely loose and break free and and feel those beautiful connective moments with friends again. Uh, and then just had uh, our second uh, men's, uh, you know, psychedelic retreat just this last weekend. And even though my stories are nowhere near the same of that last one of time travel and dimension hopping, uh, it was still just that uh, kind of that beautiful reminder. Like one thing I truly love about mushrooms specifically is like once I've passed that point, <laughs> I said I said it this week. I was like, I feel like I'm having a mushroom baby, where you know, like the intensity of of it is so strong on your body. And so I just kind of trying to get into yoga poses and stretch and just kind of like almost like push that energy through, you know, like because I know that once I get past that physical fuck state, you know, I can actually hit that like beautiful, beautiful emotional state. And so one of the like things I love about mushrooms specifically is this like this connective feeling to my body, connective feeling to source, connective feeling to earth. You know, it's just like, I just really start to feel like my power intensely, like what I'm capable of, uh, even like beyond this physical world, like what, what I am, you know, who, who I am, uh, beyond this physical body. I really like start to lean and and tune into, tune into source in that way. And, uh, you know, like, again, it gave me time to kind of like resolve everything. The mushrooms helped me laugh my ass off, which was beautiful because I was like, God, I don't laugh like this anymore. I want to <laughs> fucking laugh like this, like all the time. Um, you know, the, those simple things, like that simple laughter, like it made me really appreciate, uh, you know, those times of like, ah, oh, being out with some boys and just like laughing about dumb shit like boys do, yeah. you know, and 
and uh, we went to this off off topic, but we went to this like restaurant that used to be really amazing in Moab. And we went there this time and it was all garbage. And yet we just laughed the whole time. We were just like, like everything tasted like it had, my bisque was made with water instead of cream. You know, I was like, isn't a bisque like a creamy soup? And mine was like a watery soup. I was like, what the hell is happening here? Um, But then it like, you know, like the, our waitress, we ended up seeing right at the end that she had mushrooms tattooed on her arm. And she told us this beautiful story about how she, uh, got into like a really bad car crash maybe like a year ago and her brain was really fucking like crazy and just disordered and it was kind of ruining her life and she ended up doing like psilocybin therapy and and started microdosing and started doing i think she said she was doing like a trip a week initially like a larger trip each week as she was like working through this yeah and and now she's like oh i'm finally like back to normal back in a state of of normalcy and kind of how much credit she kind of gave towards that and so it was beautiful because again like the food wasn't good but we didn't fucking care like we were just laughing our asses off and and having a good time and then to have that beautiful story connect in the end you know like sure maybe that food wasn't worth four hundred dollars but but that whole experience <laughs> that whole experience itself sure was you know and, yeah. and so like i think that's a state of mind you know if i was in my more negative state of mind that wouldn't have been really a great experience, right? It would have been terrible. Do you think part of the reason you were in that better state of mind is because you were asked the question, are you happy? And so now you're seeking for sure for that? For sure. And, and again, so, so grateful and so beautiful of the universe to kind of like send that to me through a friend, right? And, yeah. And for me, being able to acknowledge a trigger isn't a bad thing, right? Like it really, uh, it really triggered me that like, God, like almost in a way, like, why would she ask? Or like, you know, it's like, I could have totally taken that the wrong way. Yeah. And yet at the same time to like have an openness to that trigger and like allow it to start, have me start asking those questions and, and realize, okay, I want to have some conversations with Justin. I want to talk to Shannon more about these kind of things I'm feeling. You know, I want, I want to gain some outside perspective, gain some outside help, which, you know, now has really led to some some awesome things. Like uh, I told you, I've been seeing my nutritionist now mm-hmm. for about a month. I was really lucky. Uh, my friend started playing basketball on Tuesday nights, not far from your house, actually. Maybe we should out just of play. that, yeah, out of that Daybreak Community Center. Done. And I went there, and I was like, again, like I could have looked at this in the worst way, but the universe was like, no, here you go. I mean, like I am fucking out of shape, bad, like so. Well, I was, I still am. But, you know, what? I, I went and played, and I was dying, and I was just like, I can't believe, like, I used to play two, three hours of basketball, like, two, three times a week, you know, and, and I could not believe how exhausted I was. And so rather than just kind of, like, look at that from a low state and just be like, okay, like, this sucks, like, but whatever, like, I'm not going to change, you know, like, it was that, that that sparked this, like, I need to get my stuff under control, like... I, I acknowledged that I had kind of gone out of balance physically by taking this job, by by now, you know, working 50 plus hours a week, like not taking care of my personal body as much. Um, I was like, okay, I want to start, I really want to start a program. You know, I knew eating is, I think eating something like 75% of success in, in diets and stuff is, mm-hmm. is from eating. Like I've always been along the line of, I think I can out hustle it at the gym, <laughs> which I can I sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> And I can sometimes, but yeah, then I started with that about a month ago and, and have had some really good results. And then finally it was maybe two weeks ago started, you know, we have a big, beautiful gym at our headquarters 
um, big CrossFit gym. And so me and like three or four guys usually almost every morning have been going there. I've been seeing some Instagram posts yeah, about that. Sweet, and I right? like oh, so excited from, about from it. From Omar, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. It's really cool to see yeah. that from you guys. So I've been going like uh, almost every single morning. And then we do like 7.30 to 8.15, 8.20 as a workout. And then we go sit in the hot tub, go sit in the sauna, do the cold plunge. And so it's like all these things I acknowledge are really good for me, especially that cold plunge. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, all of these things I'm I'm now actually doing right. It's like I'm I'm working on my diet. I'm you know doing better and better at that. I'm uh, actively working out more. I'm feeling you know I'm feeling so much more energy. Starting to feel that happiness back. Right. It's like what I realized is over time, and it's fine. I just swung myself out of balance into okay, I'm just going to give everything I got into this work because I really see what the vision of it is, right? I really yeah. see us, uh, you know, operating, managing thousands of locations and and eventually working towards a massive, like, IPO or buyout or something, right? And and I know I'm an important part of that. I, I, I've been told by everyone I work with, by my owners, you know, it's like I know I'm a big piece of that, right? And so I have wanted to give everything I can and yet then I realized like by doing this, like I'm swinging that balance so out of proportion and I stopped kind of taking care of myself. I, I realized I'd put on, you know, I didn't realize until the time, but I put on like 12 pounds and like 5% body fat. And I was just like, holy shit, like what happened, you know? And, and so again, it's just like now recognizing that opposite side, working towards it, bringing that natural kind of like happiness, natural positivity back. Um, love having the support of my friends. Like even Justin was like, oh, I'll join you a couple times a week. And now he's there like every day, you know? And yeah. so it's like, um, you know, it's just like gaining that momentum, gaining that support of friends. Uh, you know, even you to say earlier, like seems like you have a little light, like more yeah, light and I just different coming, stuff. Like, I keep coming back to like the, the thing you said earlier when uh, you said Letty triggered you with two things. Yeah. It was like one, the happiness, and then two, the... She said that you were like spiritually wound down, right? Powered down. That powered was the down. Word, yeah. yeah. And like you saying, I was you were powered down externally, but not internally. You still held on to some of that. I just keep thinking about like the last two years now that I've known you. Yeah. How hard you worked on your spirituality and on For like sure. your spiritual mental health. Yeah. And I know you were like nervous going into this job when it first started of like, what if I just go back to my pre-burning man self? Like yeah. you didn't think you would, but and I think all of this, this story is a really good testament to like, you know, that pre-burning man self is totally dead and gone yeah. because I don't think you would be able to have powered back up. I I think you weren't even like, you were just on sleep mode. Like it <laughs> wasn't you like your spirituality <laughs> yeah. wasn't all the way powered down. It was on it do not disturb. It was on do not disturb. <laughs> it was on like, I'm recharging. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like I need to re, but like it's right there. It's right below the surface. Cause yeah. like the, the energy you're bringing right now, the amount of like, brightness and light of like look at this and look at that and look at like this awesome experience that I had this trip and then like look at this great thing over here <laughs> that I had if you have to take that that's okay no, you it's can okay. pause um so that all that whole ex- great all the things you're talking about are like these beautiful experiences and how you were saying I could have seen it from this negative light I could have seen the $400 meal from this negative light I could have seen yep. um like the the weight gain from this negative light and you're turning it all into like, no, now I'm working out with like buddies in the morning and now I have like this nutritionist and now we had like the best laughs of our life and I had to work really hard, but EDC was such this such of a release. I see that as like, that's all that spirituality that never was actually powered down. It was just like lying in wait to give it, 
give to the people you were ready to give it to yeah, and give I, back to yourself the way you should give it back to you. I like your sleep mode and I love, <laughs> I, I actively use do not disturb on my phone because like, you know, 12 years in my industry, it was constant messages. And you're not using it now? All the time. Yeah. <laughs> well, I have, I have him as one of the people that can disturb my, can disturb my do not disturb. Yeah, it's uh, all good. It's yeah, all my, good. My owner just called. Um, but yeah, so I, I like that. I like that a lot um, because it never really felt like it was. It never really felt like it was gone. It was just again like, and, and that's why it wasn't as much of a trigger when she said "powered down," um, because at least the way that I received it on was I, I understood what that meant, right? Mm-hmm. And and uh, yeah, it's uh, yeah. I mean, I, I'm I'm in that great state now. I'm kind of again like I've done a lot of work. I've done a lot of work. Uh, on my physical body, you know, doing work on that emotional, mental, spiritual body through this retreat, you know, it has made me realize the importance of, you know, I may micro dose again, like starting soon. I'd, I'd like to have, you know, I, I don't ever want to say like, I need substance, right? Like that was something mm-hmm. I've, I've worked through and, and now acknowledging more like, oh, it would be nice. It would be cool to like have an experience or, or something like that. So I've really tried to get away from saying that word. And yet at the same time, like I'm, I see the importance of, of what you know those mushrooms do for me and and what they do for for clarity of mind and for different things but but I was doing a lot of work even pre that right that just kind of mm-hmm. became like a bonus of 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 all these things of this kind of work that I've really done over the past 2 3 weeks of of getting my body back in order getting my mental health back in order you know bringing you know beauty happiness laughter different things uh bringing all that back and it was it was funny when I looked at our podcast because I popped up our template <laughs> or it, when I when I popped up GarageBand it always shows the previous one you did and that that podcast was doing our best and I was like fuck I really felt like I was doing my best at that time I was like doing all I could to like hang on to that fucking wall with a couple fingers you know and like okay I'm doing it I'm fucking have doing you, it yeah. have you seen that Instagram real sound that's been going on that's like I'm doing my best time I'm doing my oh, best oh I haven't seen it uh, it's fucking funny it's Great. it's going around on like a lot of the um local businesses or like um de- like small businesses where yeah. it's like they're trying to like prep for Christmas and so they're like what do you do for a living and it's like I'm yep. doing my best Tom. I'm doing my best <laughs> that's funny and I honestly feel send like send it to me next time you see it <laughs> oh I, I have oh, you many still got it. Oh, yeah, great. no I'll send it to you but I think it's super funny because I I definitely feel like from where we left off on the last one of like we were both I feel like trying to tread above water like that's one of the reasons yeah. we did that podcast was like what do you do when all you can do is tread above water? Like sure. barely keep your head up, barely get a breath. Yep. And um, the two journeys that we just explained was like you f- fed into work. And then once you like got the trigger of like, I'm not even keeping my head above water anymore. Yeah. Like my head's going under and I forgot to breathe. Yep. <laughs> you went back to your roots of like what you need to do to like spiritually heal. And like the same thing on my end where it was like, I know December and November and January are really hard with like depression, seasonal depression. And also these months are the, the months that I've lost the most friends to um, suicide mm-hmm. and drug overdoses. Yep. So I dread November, December and January, like the worst three months of the year. And so also part of why I planned that Tucson trip, the time I planned it was to wean, like to push, keep off as much of the depression as possible by being in a different place, a different mindset and a warmer place. Yeah. And so it's just interesting to both come back and be like, we were doing our best, doing yeah. your best, Tom, <laughs> doing my yeah. best. And now we actually are like, oh, actually, like, yeah. I, could, I could cruise through this month. 
dumb. Yeah, like, exactly. I usually couldn't, but I, like, I feel in some ways I can do better, right? Yeah. Which is great. Like, <laughs> I can do even better than my best. Like, I don't I need like, to tread anymore. I'm yeah. like full on top, like going to do some dives and shit. Yeah, yeah, exactly. No, and yet, again, like it's, it, it, it's so many like layers deep and just so many, uh, so many thoughts around it. But, you know, that the mindset of that time was really that, right? It was like giving everything I had, you know, and, and now it's like by almost giving more to to the areas that were slacking, it's like I've created more space or more time or whatever, you know, more energy to to put into other things. And so it's just kind of kind of beautiful to see that, you know, it's it isn't like a it isn't like a literal like gas tank where you only have so much, right? It's like mm-hmm. people have talked to me about this with love where you know, it's like you only have so much to give around, and yet at the same time, like there always, it, there always seems to be more room for love, right? Like you can always seem to like open that up even more, and so it's just by by putting energy into it, it's created like a greater, greater output. And I think a key piece you said was like you were putting it into the right areas, right? Like once you realized that work was becoming too overwhelming, it wasn't like you started putting it into like, well, I'm going to like go out on major benders yeah, and ragers. Like yeah. I'm I need to like ex- like release myself. So yeah. I'm just gonna like drink a bottle of wine a night. Like yeah. let's go. It was like, oh man, am I happy? What makes me happy? I want an abundance of laughter. I want abundance yep. of love. I want an abundance of care. And then you went and you got that. So you put energy into places where it gave energy back. Yeah. Like, like gold analogy you yeah. used earlier. It's like if you give gold to something that can never give you gold back, then like yeah, you did waste your energy. Yep. But you've learned where the where you get gold, and like the moment you give it that gold, it's like um, an alchemist. It makes yeah. more, you yeah, know. Somehow, somehow, magically, yep. it makes more. And I think that's that's the important key piece. Is like when you're just trying to do your best, and then you figure out where to put the energy. Yep. It it slowly buoys you up. Yep. Because there's more there. Yep. Well, I mean, uh, I guess we'll see how this podcast looks in the future. We talked about maybe trying to figure out a Zoom or something, I but I mean, I think in the Zoom short term, it. we're ready to to kick this back off and to to at least do it while we're both here. Definitely, let's and then ramp just up. figure out how to <laughs> figure out how to shift and and do that differently when you're traveling all around the U.S. and the world. Eventually, we'll figure it out. Okay. I know we will. Yeah, I'm not worried. <laughs> all right. Well, thanks for listening, guys. Thank you. Have a great night. Thanks for listening to Our Hood. We hope this episode and others have helped you to find the community and belonging that you deserve. If you've loved being part of our community, please share this episode with your friends. You can find us on Apple and Spotify and other major platforms. Also, please follow us on Instagram at r underscore hood dot podcast. 